G'day, Sean and Anthony here. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Tell us what you really think. We're just going to cover off on reviews of different uh, financial services apps, technology, articles, services, and products. We think there's a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit marketing out there at the moment, and the reality is we can see through a lot of it. We deal with these products on a daily basis with our clients, although this is going to be completely unbiased and completely unsponsored. It's just our general opinions based on our financial experience. We think we can add a lot of value and you can do a lot of research through this podcast on different things that you're considering to help you and your financial well-being. We hope you enjoy. Anthony, welcome back to the podcast. Always a pleasure, Sean. Um, this uh, this has been a, an interesting time. What's the date today? The 27th of July. Um, I just want to touch on the footy quickly on the weekend. We, uh, <laughs> who, who do you go for again? Is I'm an Adelaide supporter. Which is not the best year for you so far. <laughs> um, let's be honest, and uh, you got to play the uh, Mighty Bombers yeah. yesterday. In yeah. fairness, we only just pipped you, but we pipped you. Yeah, and like I said on the message, it was just good that we could uh, finally play something that resembled AFL footy for once, the Crows. Well, it wasn't <laughs> too bad. The yeah, first few weeks have been a bit, uh, no, not as, uh, as, as I guess, uh, promising for the future. So that's right. Mm, it was a tough one to play in front of that crowd, though, when you've got, uh, you like every time Bombers, you kicked a kick a goal, you wouldn't even know if it went through the, through yeah. the sticks or not because there was no noise. It was just crickets. And then every time uh, Adelaide would kick one, it would be, uh, be roaring. So, no, that was good. And footy's obviously back on. We got the NBA yeah. back on as well. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. There's there's plenty of sports on to keep us occupied. 100%. Um, so, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of things to, to keep us uh, entertained on the weekends. But what we want to talk about, which is another big, big uh, change in mm. 2020, Yes, and obviously we we like to keep um, keep tabs on what's happening in the tech world, especially sure. around financial services. The big one for us that we want to chat about today is open banking. Yes, it's uh, very exciting. It's probably hasn't been spoken about a huge amount. Uh, no fair to say, fair to been. say, there's been other circumstances <laughs> that have been on the uh, top of the agenda for a lot of the news uh, and publications. But um, yeah, open open banking is a big one, and I think we're going to start to hear it a lot. Um, we've started to see it more and more in our industry articles. So what would usually happen is the industry articles start reporting it first, and then after that, then it starts to go into the c- uh, commercial news articles. Yeah. Um, well, go, give us a give us a rundown of your interpretation of exactly what new open banking is and yes. um, how it affects a consumer. Yeah, sure. So from our understanding, it's going to be allowing users to allow their data to be given to a third party for their benefits. Mm -hmm. So an example would be if someone wants to change their credit card, wants to roll over and and get a new credit card, with the allowing to, rather than having to download statements to provide to the provider or information, they can simply click a button and allow that data to show the conduct of their current statements and their loans be given to the third party to help in the purpose of approving the financial the application. application and that third party could be another bank it could be like a GE yeah. credit line card or something like that where, yeah. they're, where they're going um now it's it's been and it's probably I think Australians must be must be probably the the, the most um, notorious for doing this they have all their products with the same banks yeah so they've got their credit card their home loan their investment loan their mm. bank account since they were 12 year old and yeah. all that sort of shit the dollar mite the dollar mites all that sort of uh, yeah. um, all that sort of stuff which is a bit of a legacy of old school banking in my mm. opinion um, so the open banking is going to allow them to look at other options outside their traditional bank yeah. that they've been going to for the last 10 20 30 40 50 years yes 
without them having to go and collect a whole shitload of documents and submit it in the old school way. And make it so hard that it's just not worth going through the process for a lot of people. It's going to be nice and easy to compare products, not only financial products, also other things like utilities. Mm. So being able to provide, let, allow that data to be sent to a third party to review what they're paying with their electricity, their mm. gas, the phone, the internet and be able to switch quite quickly and yeah. easy. So it's all for the betterment of the consumer. Yeah. Um, even though I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some negative connotations with some of the media that comes out, but it can really help the consumer. And this is what the government's trying to do when it's something mm. that's been launched overseas with good effect. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's big in the UK already. Yes. It's, been, it's been sort of humming over there since 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big in the US. Yeah. As well. And we'll, we'll cover security and, and um, safety of whether or not it's safe to use after we talk yeah. a little bit more about how, how it works and how it could benefit people. But the, um, the, the main thing I think for people is going to be having – the reality is it's still their choice. Right, whether yeah. the data shared, the bank can't just go willy nilly throw their data out to the third parties that Correct. they choose for their benefit. The government introduced the technology or, or passed the, the bill on the technology so that the consumer can authorize a bank for a particular purpose to yes. release that data. And it's a read only data. It's not his our uh, password and, and username. And, yeah, it's <laughs> correct. It's similar to like a, a, a read only feed that yeah. they're going to receive, like a zero would for a lot of businesses, mm. like. Uh, budgeting apps, and we can talk about that. Yeah, it's it's just getting the data mm. sent to someone that you approve. The budgeting app's probably a good example. We probably see that is where a lot of these businesses are coming out. So you've got, um, to name a few, we had that Frollo, which we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. We've got Money Brilliant. We've got, what was the other one? Pocket Book. Pocket Book, um, yeah. And then there was a few that we were reading up on uh, from the UK that are quite big where it basically helps people with savings plans, helps people with managing bills and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. Budgeting. So, if all of that is is going to then help the the customer manage their money and help them help them um, you know get get ahead financially, then I'm sure the technology is going to then just slowly evolve and morph into into lots of different things. Yes, the biggest thing I think that people are going to struggle with is comfort because we are very paranoid about digital um, digital banking and the cyber. Cyber hacking, hacking and all and that sort of stuff. That's been massive lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, to a government. On a side note, my Garmin watch, I, it hasn't been uploading my runs for the last couple of days. It turns out they've, they've been uh, ransom hacked. Oh, really? So they're asking for like $10 million or something. Someone's <laughs> hacked Garmin. So now all the Garmin um, apps are down, the Garmin Connect apps down, and then they're trying to get Garmin to pay them $10 oh. million, and then they'll let the Jeez. app go back up. So it's very real. Yeah, correct. And that's what people – it's going to take a while. Mm. Like it has. I think um, they launched um, the APIs and stuff like that in open banking in 2015, but it was only really in 18. It took them about three years to really get it right Yeah, and get it operational and working well. So it just took a bit of time to, to get it up and running. It's going to be the same here in Australia. I mean, I think banks have just had the um, requirement to – Feed that data, but it's going to yeah. then over time, it's going to be with a lot of the smaller lenders. So it's going to take a bit of time in the next year or two to roll out. Um, but we're st- we are seeing some of the fintech 
banks mm. trying to take advantage of that mm. and, and be at the forefront, whether it be Vault, whether it be Athena, whether it be 86400, I think it is. Yeah, the right. what, even your Prospers and that sort of stuff, they yeah. use your open banking to import um, bank statements and get yeah. um, get trading data for a company so that they can streamline the application. Mm. And just on that, it's also going to help a lot with fraud. So it's going to yes. be very difficult for someone to commit fraud when it's authorising bank to bank. So there's no third party, no one can manipulate any data in the middle. Yeah. It's basically raw data that gets shared with the consumer's permission mm. for that purpose and then the, the receiving bank who's reviewing the product to potentially see if they can improve the customer situation is only going to get data that's true and correct. Correct, yeah. Um, what you said before, it was, it was July 2020, just looking at this article now, um, the big four banks were required, um, they had to have the ability for their consumers that uh, all four banks had to share credit card, debit card, deposit accounts, transaction accounts with any accredited providers. Yes. So now they're, they're slowly, slowly, and I think by November 2020, there's another threshold that has to be met. Yep. And then July 2021, every bank in Australia needs to provide access to um, product account, transaction data, and personal loan and other mm. accounts. If a customer wants the wants yeah. them to release it, they have to. They can't hide the data. They can't hold it back, and they can't yeah. make it difficult for the customer to access the data. So, and it'll be a lot of our processes, you know, being in mortgages and needing to require documents from clients. It's just it is going to create good efficiencies from that point of view, not mm. needing to clients. But then uh, what we find is a lot of time is there's going to be information that probably the clients don't think of that should be documented on the application that we can just have that there and it's it's not gonna yeah it's gonna avoid fraud and and some of the other things yeah um it'll also probably improve the quality of applications being submitted because if, if we've got the if we've got the raw data at least then we can interpret what's what's being yeah um, declared like you said on the balance sheet if they missed a credit card or something we can pick that up and say hey let's make sure we, we include everything cover, correctly cover so that we don't have the banks coming back and forth back and forth yeah. wasting their time and um everything goes through a bit quicker Safety, yes. security. So, what, what, what's your viewpoint on the on the safety? Aspect? I trust. I trust um, banking technology like probably more than any technology. I think yeah. they they wouldn't be like the people that built this. Every hacker in the world surely wants to crack banks. Yes, because that would be the, no the Nirvana. Price, you know, <laughs> um, I haven't. Although I've heard of um, banks and certain technologies being compromised, I've not heard of a of a um, compelling story that wasn't bullshit yeah. about a hacker hacking a bank and you know stealing everyone's money. Yeah. So if a bank's entire objective is to keep people's money safe and they're seen as this vault of where yeah. someone can store their wealth, then I'm going to probably put my money on the fact that they've got more money and more resources to do the, the single thing that they're meant to do, which yes. is protect people's wealth. Um, so I'm probably going to back them over yeah, hackers definitely. on the quality of their systems and the quality of their, their um, technology. Mm. However, it's always going to happen because where, where people are getting most screwed over recently yes. are, what's it called, uh, is it not phishing? Where uh, you actually get the person, you convince the person they're putting their data into a trustworthy source. Uh, they're okay. actually handing over their credentials. Yeah, okay. That's a bigger yeah, threat in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, that, that's going to be... PayPal and all yes. that sort of stuff. Yeah, when they're sending an email with a link that's a fake link that's going to ask you to put your details in there. And it looks super and, real. Yeah, and, and which, is, which happens all the time. Yeah. We see it all the time getting 
those emails, yeah. um, especially in, in our industry. Yeah, that, that's and, and that's why I was uh, – interesting, I was reading a Deloitte study just recently around the open banking and what it means and um, it, it is the trust factor. Mm. It's going to take time mm. for people to be trustworthy with this. But if, if yeah, if we can be comfort knowing that the banks have got the 256-bit encryption – um, yeah, and apparently levels. no one's even cracked the one under that, which is it's your 128. 128. And apparently yeah. no one's cracked that, um, and they use the 256 bit. Um, I'm not a I'm not a super tech whiz, where I understand exactly what that means, but I assume it's just the complexity of the the, the combination, whatever. Let's and that can go all up all the way up to over a thousand, whatever the, the multiple is two yeah. times up is. So mm-hmm. there are there obviously are already technologies that exist to protect these people. The, the, the consumer's data. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't safe, I don't think the government would be the one sort of spearheading the, the project. Yes. Um, so after we've got safety done, the technology's live, it's coming, it's already mm. it's already being built, um, what do you see? Yeah, this is, then it's the product offering. Mm. It's going to be interesting. There's a big uh, initial run on, you think, for budgeting software. Yeah. We spoke about those before. They seem to be the most popular um, over time, it is going to be a all-encompassing kind of comparison uh, software that it's going to allow people to just keep on top of their expenses. I'm a little bit um, – I'm not as bullish around – the budgeting apps are great software, but it still involves users to manage it. Mm. I'm still concerned people – if they're going to actually use it mm. on a day-to-day. So there needs to be a level of uh, – the technology can be able to – do it to a certain point, but it's going to be the user adaptation of the software that's going to be critical. And I think that's probably something that we're not sure about how Mm. it's going to actually work for consumers. Um, But, yeah, in terms of being able to... The fact that they have to have another app on their phone. Another app on the phone, be able to use it. You know, it's you've got to use it fairly regularly, not once a month. It's probably not going to do what you need to do. Um, So that's something that we're not sure about, knowing consumers' behaviours and, mm. and what they, you know, they're busy. Everyone's mm. busy. <laughs> and right now everyone's trying to just survive. Mm. Um, to be able to, yeah, have to use an app is, yeah. Something. Yeah, I, because I, I, when we were talking about this months ago, we I downloaded Pocketbook on the on the spot. I've had it. It's a really cool, it's an easy to use oh, interface. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, but I didn't open it pretty much after yeah. maybe one or two times and then I just didn't sort of pay attention. You get your weekly um, email saying this is where your spending was this week and that sort of thing. But yeah. you're right, it was still too much participation required from me to Correct. make it wow me. Yeah. I, didn't get, I didn't get the wow out mm. of it and I didn't get the wow out of the value from it because it still required me to go and take all the actions. Yeah. So hopefully this open banking will um, will really open that up and if yeah. you know, if there was a you know if there was a button where I could say yeah you know what compare electricity. Yeah. And it just did it and just did it <coughs> and says click here to accept. That's the way it's going to go. Yeah. Which is which is going to be good. But um, many many moons away I think for that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Just like UK it's going to take a bit of time to get the, all the banks officially on board mm. and everyone comfortable and and trusting yeah, the system, but no, we're we're pretty bullish about it. And the banks, how are they going to respond? Yeah, look, um, I think the banks. It, it's clear that they've seen digital as the way they need to go as well. Mm. I believe is a CBA or ANZ have already got 
some type of budgeting functionality that they're, they're yeah. starting to to adopt, and if not, they're buying tech companies. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> to, to be able thing. to to be able to put that into their system. They've got old legacy systems that take a, a while to mm. to be able to change anything. But the banks are going to have to adapt, and I, I genuinely reckon the banks will. Yeah, um, they're they're big beasts, and they've got big balance sheets, and and if they don't build it, they'll just acquire it. Mm. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, if, if you're competing, if you're trying to build something that's going to be competing with someone like a, an institution or an organisation which is pocket that deep. Yeah. Because um, I know Macquarie, actually Macquarie have a good um, budgeting app as part of yeah, their okay. online platform. Yeah. Um, and and they have pla- a spending one as well. Their platform's very good. Mm. Macquarie, yeah. Yeah. And it's always improving. So right now, the the quality of the data and the quality of the summaries that they give you is probably not that good just because they haven't had enough time to get a good mm. data set. But as years go on, they're going to be able to get smarter and smarter. The artificial, the AI, yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, it'd be good, good to watch that space grow. Yeah, um, definitely. And how the banks will will basically come in and try and maintain control. That's yes, exactly what they'll what they'll try and do. Yeah, um, how that looks, I don't know. Um, other than that, that was that was all. Yeah, sort of just short and sharp the, and um, open banking and. And the future of that and just, yeah, I think for all the people out there, keep a keen eye on it, mm. keep on uh, researching about it. Um, we're doing a bit of research about it and, and looking, seeing how we can adopt it yeah. for our client for our clients and um, at the end of the day, remembering how, how we can make it easy for, for people. So mm. that's where, yeah, you, you need to make sure it's easy for the user. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's probably one of those uh, one of those things that is going. There's going to be a lot of um, a lot of failed technologies as well out mm. of it. There's going to be some. There's going to be a lot that work, a lot that don't. And as it uh, as it gets better, um, it'll just go down a whole bunch of different avenues. Yeah, definitely. Um, exciting time for banking, that's for sure. It's, well, it is, and it's at least it's an exciting time. And something happening happening in the progression space with everything going on around the around the place. Yes. obviously we're uh, we're based in Lucky Victoria. Yeah, <laughs> it's been good the last uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been uh, interesting, but yeah, no, yeah. no. There's always uh, a silver lining with everything, so it's just taking the the positives out of anything. So, hundred um, percent. We've been having a fair crack the last few months um this second second lockdown was a bit of a challenge or posed a posed a challenge to us to make some make some more difficult decisions on right what do we what do we do how do we approach it how do we maintain the 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 level of service for our clients because they came out this time there was no one sitting on hands there was a it was a much more aggressive um consumer sentiment people basically just said let's just get on with it let's keep keep going yeah um our our balance of refinances versus purchases has now swung back the other way that that's been surprising to me what the f- <laughs> where are the, where are all these um especially with the low uh, stock level environment yeah. that people keep on talking about which is the case mm. but people want to get active and they're waiting to purchase for so long now yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah i remember that run on october november last year so you're approaching nearly 12 months mm. that people have been waiting do you think they're compromising work. on what they originally their original criteria and saying no? Nah, I've I've actually been looking for so long. The stock levels aren't growing as quickly as I need them to. I'm just going to have to compromise and buy in this suburb, or I'm just going to have to buy in this street. Yeah, 
There's um, a level of it's not desperation, but it, it like they just they want to get in. It's competitive. They want to get in. Mm. Um, the talk about the the market dropping significantly on all that seems to be a bit of a everyone realizes it's it's just I, I can't see it happening in Australia anytime soon. Yes, mm. there might be a slight correction or might be a slight drop, but thirty percent swings it's just not going to happen. Mm. It's just <laughs> there's too much. There's still immigration coming. If anything, there's going to be more immigration because. People want to get out of different countries. Mm. Maybe not come to Victoria, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but go up north to the sunny states. But um, but yeah. So there, there, there seems like there is that imbalance, and there's still active buyers, and we're seeing it purely based on our numbers of of settlements compared to uh, purchases, compared to refinances, for sure. Mm. Um, I think that's probably been one of our blessings. That we from the very beginning we've had a we've still had a red hot crack. Um, we we saw an opportunity to to reset and look at our look at the look at the business and look at what we wanted to achieve for the year and bring everything forward and 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 yeah. knock it out before the end of the financial year, which you know, nearly happened. Nearly we got close. We got close. <laughs> um, but I was walking around the other day and just just thinking about the overall opportunity and not focusing on today and not um, not that I'm a, not that I'm a, any any esteemed uh, D- Tony Robbins type uh, <laughs> Kerwin and Ray esque uh, individual, but I was just thinking about so many people that have um, put their head down and they've taken the circumstances on as as not being able to do anything. Yes, I feel when a lot of their competition has lost their focus that the people that are really really going to come out of this firing are the ones that realize that's an opportunity for them to double down go go twice as hard as they ever were yeah um the other thing i thought the other point that i was thinking about is the people that seem to be going backwards the fastest are the ones consuming an enormous amount of commercial news yeah um like our last podcast i can't and it's getting fucking worse and worse and worse every yeah. day every week they're 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 picking shitter stories to report on and they're making absolute um, rubbish out of nothing. Um, yeah. Like, like the daily, the daily numbers of COVID cases. Yeah, like that has to be the most misreported mm, number going like around. Five hundred different numbers a day, depending yeah. on what news uh, and, news channel you watch. And also, just yeah, the the the, the numbers behind it. Yeah, if you're a mathematician, you understand the numbers in regards to you know reported cases and also um, basically you know essentially conversions based on the number of tests and stuff like that and mm. and what that looks. The, pretty reasonable numbers it's just mm. um yeah so people get caught up in all that you just you, you got to put that aside yeah you can't control that you yeah. only can control what you can control 100 percent. um the third point was something that we've we've started in the office um is rather than um focus on the negatives again we've gone down the positives what can we do for our physical and mental well-being what can we do for the business what can we do for our staff what can we do to protect them from um from any illness and do anything that we can so we've basically just said get everyone just get your ass into shape um i don't think we'll ever have this much time again to focus on your physical and mental well-being and boost your overall health we will never get this much time again to just sit sitting yeah. like we're able to luckily enough now because we're not seeing clients we rock up in our sports gear and our trackies and our you know our our, uh, our training yeah. stuff and we're able to to go and get a run out at lunchtime we're able to go um a couple of Definitely. guys doing yoga at lunchtime and we're doing um uh, meditation a couple of times a week yes those sorts of oh. things are going to be you know, that that's just as important mm. as as the physical harm of what COVID is but just having that mental and the um yeah that that's that's probably going to be a longer lasting effect yeah. off the back of all this but once again doesn't get reported in the media they just like mm. to talk about doom and gloom and deaths but that's why we've taken a different approach and everyone's loving it like yeah. the office is engaged 
um, whether you're in the office or, or at home, um, still wanting to be engaged and Give involved. Give us a quick rundown of the challenge. Quick, because everything is competition at My Mortgage Freedom, which is our, our mortgage yeah. broken business. But we are very competitive natured people, pretty much every yeah. single person in the team. So... Uh, give us a rundown of the challenge, the, the the health and wellness challenge, and what. Yeah, so it's a six then. week challenge, and the six week challenge was put in line with the six week lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so, and 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 everyone had to accumulate points. So you had to accumulate five points a week, and so the activities, like you mentioned, is um, yoga, meditation, going for a run, also um, gym. So we just had a um, rotating roster with the gym as well, um, obviously falling in line with our COVID policy, but making sure we can still be active wherever mm. we are. And, yeah, accumulating points and, and we'll have a champion at the end of it and as well as, um, yeah, sharing ideas around um, cooking and, and mm. ha- um, a good maintaining good lifestyle. I know I loved a Kit Kat in the afternoon <laughs> and Kit Kats have turned into almonds. <laughs> um, so it's just, just good habits. Yeah. And I think the best, well, I think my favourite part of the entire program is that Tuesdays and Thursdays, two people yes. cook for everyone else in the office. Yes. So, and it's got to be something something very, very healthy, something um, longevity based, um, really, really good uh, stuff coming out of our, yeah. our, our reasonably un, uh, well, it's not exactly a commercial kitchen, is it? No. <laughs> And what it has created is created, I think, a, a stronger culture, hundred percent, and a stronger bond between ourselves mm. um, in this time. So, whilst you know, it's it's some industries is, is affected more than others, but at the same time, making sure you're doing the right things. It's as a group, if you can get closer in these times, it's mm. it, it has to be a good thing. Yeah, so for sure. we're, we're proud of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll uh, we'll finish there. I reckon we covered some yeah. uh, some good shit. Yeah, article. absolutely. We'll keep uh, we'll keep tabs on the open banking stuff. I think it's going to come mm. out harder and faster as uh, as the years go on. And we'll uh, yeah, we'll be back to chat again. Can't wait. Thank you.